Welcome to Chapter Plays, an actual play podcast featuring cinematic role-playing stories of daring heroics and low intrigue. I am your GM and host, Mike Athey. Today, we're playing another chapter in the Gadget Extraction Team serial, a 1930s pulp adventure set in the world of Trinity Continuum Adventure, with an exclamation point. And today, I'm joined by our three regulars. Uh, guys, can go ahead and introduce yourselves. We'll start maybe with... Uh, Drew with Shay. Yeah, I'm I'm Drew, uh, and I play the uh, uh, Irish uh, Golden Age Superman. Uh, uh, yeah, Shay. Mm-hmm. And then Sam. Hi, I'm Sam. Um, pronouns they them, and I play Emma Banachek, a air pirate and um, general adventurous turned pulp author who hasn't figured out that she's retired yet. Right, and then uh, Merle? Hey folks, I play a wealthy man about town, Lamont Cranston. Wait, no. Wrong character entirely. (laughs) play Jean-Pierre Auclerc, the deserter from the French uh, army, occasional thief, uh, occasional socialite. If there is such a thing as a masculine version of socialite, I don't know if there is. Yeah. Uh, yeah, man about town. Raconteur, however you want to call it. There's I mean, I'd there. suggest socialist, but... Uh... <laughs> that, that, that's something else. He's, he's French. There's a decent chance he's that as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and the... Cl- Learning to be a better pilot all the time of the group, I would yeah. say. And he's going to have a test coming up shortly for his piloting skills, because when we last left off with our gadget extraction team heroes, they had started the crossing over the Mediterranean aboard a plane, a cargo plane, in pursuit of Alina Hunter, a mysterious woman with the powers of some sort of mesmerist who seems to be capable of summoning... Uh, mummy hands that have strangled a friend of theirs, and she is currently in the possession of an artifact, an amulet called a menat, which she is taking to the pseudo-pyramid of Maidam in Egypt, and uh, no doubt is plotting something evil. And uh, before they could get there, though, our heroes noticed a cloud of insects headed towards their craft, and suddenly they found themselves swarmed by locusts, and uh, Jean-Pierre has been uh, diving the plane in a desperate attempt to lose the, uh, the swarm. And that's where we pick up. So start off uh, post-cliffhanger, two guys aboard the, the cargo plane, Jean-Pierre at the controls, possibly with Emma in the co-pilot seat, Jay somewhere in the cabin as well, as you're diving over the Mediterranean. So I'm going to say there's a complication here that we will call Locust Swarm to represent the danger provided by this uh, magically summoned cloud of locusts. Things are getting a little bit biblical. I never was very good with my religious reading. Treat this as a three-point complication. Mm-hmm. 
So how does, uh, what kind of dive community does your operator want to construct to try to pilot his way out of this? So I'm going to go with pilot, uh, and, uh, so is this like, is this the sort of thing where it looks like the plane might be able to pull its way through, or is this the kind of thing where we need to dodge? Because if, I if think it's... either method would, I think we'll find out based on the result. Okay, so, so with a steady hand at the controls, uh, Jean-Pierre is going to attempt to use his pilot and composure. Yeah. See if he's got the right uh, stuff. Now, for the vehicle, we'll say you get two points of enhancement from the plane. Okay. Uh, oh! Uh, it's... So I don't know, does this count as an environmental complication? Yeah. I think they, it's a big enough number of insects that it's it's more of a force of nature than it is just okay. an enemy. Uh, because Jean-Pierre has uh, the gift? Yeah, he has the gift, Wheelman. Oh, good. Uh, once per session may ignore any one environmental complication while piloting. Bad terrain, poor visibility, unfamiliar streets, etc. Okay. Uh, born in the saddle, raised to the gift gear shift or at home in the skies. She's mastered the intricacies of her performed forms of piloting, and the land, sea, and air hold new, new terrors for her. Uh, okay, so I will use that, and hopefully we don't then have to like fly through a volcano or something. Right, not yet. So, difficulty, we'll say, is two. Okay. Over uh, that complication. Okay, I could still I could still roll all ones. Would feel a little bit better about it. Like I said, right. uh, uh, I got two successes, uh, and you said two enhancement for the plane. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's what we got. So you can use t that. Uh, you basically, you're able to stun. Which means you, you beat the difficulty and you have some extra successes. You have two extra. You can use that to try to deal with the complications. It's, I'm going to say it's. you see that you've flown past or through it. There's a lot of, you know, nasty bug, bug splattery noises. And you see the windshield yeah. is covered. Blotches. Yeah. And you can kind of feel that some of them are kind of clogging up the, the ports on the engines. But still flying. Um, but... It does look like the, what's remaining of the cloud is still pursuing. So you can use that stunt potentially to get rid of some of the complication, like reduce it down to one point maybe, or you can give yourself enhancement or somebody else enhancement. Oh. Hmm. I guess I'll try to use it to. Yeah, we we've we've burst through the middle of the of the swarm. We've kind of disrupted their its formation somewhat. Uh, so I'll use that to reduce the complication. Okay, so we'll go down to a one-point complication. So that large crowd of locusts has been reduced significantly. So you're now uh, flying... I don't know if we specified what time of day. I'll assume it's daylight, for simplicity's sake. Um, you can see the Mediterranean waters rising up beneath you as you pull up out of the dive, and then checking out the cockpit windows, you can see the swarm coming after you again. Uh, but you also see that you're now approaching the the uh, North African coast. Uh, 
coastline as well. So, uh, how do you want to try to deal with them now? And anybody can contribute here. It doesn't just have to be I. Uh, Emma, I don't suppose you have uh, some sort of marvelous bug spray or something along those lines? Wait a minute. Um, I might have something similar. Uh, so there's maintenance stuff in the uh, in the co-pilots section. Yes. Yeah, we can see there's you know toolboxes and extra parts. Excellent, because if there's toolboxes, then there's all. If there's a toolbox, then there's metal cleaner, and if there's metal cleaner, it comes in a spray can. So what Emma's gonna do is slide the glass of the cockpit open, grab the spray can full of metal cleaner, and the lighter that she has, because of course she has a lighter. Um Gold Dunhill. And promptly flick the lighter on or sorry, no. Promptly spray the metal cleaner, flick the lighter on, and then wave it through the bugs. Nice. Okay. Sounds cool. So, um, I, I'm going to, I'm going to waive the cost for dramatic editing for there being metal cleaner because it makes sense to me. Yeah. Um, by the way, everybody's back at their full inspiration. Uh, oh, right. Anyways, so yeah. Uh, yeah, whatever role you think is appropriate for that. Uh, I'll say it's difficulty two with the locust swarm as a one point complication. So if you don't oh, buy off right. the complication, you might get a bit of That is probably definitely going to happen because I... Um... know what? I'm going to put together a very weird role for this because it's a very weird role. Um, cunning because she's using quick thinking and improvisation and aim because it's at range. It's basically improvised ranged weapons. So that's going to be a total of five. I'll say the, the bug spray is a one point. All right. Does the enhancement buy off the complication? Well, it does give you an extra success. You got two successes, which is enough to succeed, but you wouldn't have bought off the complication. Right. Okay. So you'll take an injury. Basically, you take a, a bruise level, which uh, we will call. Bug bites. Okay. Just uh, mark off that that box and put a description of bug bites. And so when you run into a situation where bug bites might be a problem, you might get an increased difficulty. But uh, okay. yeah, so you finish them off. So go ahead and describe how you uh, dealt with that. Basically, with this crazy gleam in her eye that Emma always gets when she's about to do something nuts, which happens just about once a session at this point, um, and this bright smile on her face, she uh, picks up the can of like degreaser, metal cleaner, or something like that, um, sprays it out into the air, and then flicks her lighter open on it, and then flicks the lighter closed, and instantly this huge jet of flame just arcs across the sky. And it kind of, like, sort of spreads out, encompassing all the locusts as it goes by, as they slowly catch fire in this huge ball of flame. Nice. 
peppering the ground with tiny little bug corpses. So I'm going to give you guys another point of momentum. So you're up to four. Now it's clear skies, at least as far as you can tell, to, uh, to get to your destination. There's a little airport outside of Maidum in the desert. It's relatively isolated. It's, uh, I forget how far away, it's, it's pretty far away from like the cities of the region. But um, do you know there's like a small village and like a tourist kind of uh, guide operation in the vicinity, so it's not completely uninhabited. So, uh, guys, fly in and uh, make your landing at this little airport. It's the, uh, the desert sun. It's stretching out in every direction, uh, yellow red sand, and uh, dunes way off in the distance getting whipped up by the uh, wind, the sun beating down. And uh, nearest to the airfield, you can see there are what appear to be some little shacks, mud brick houses um, with palm trees and uh, lines of camels. Maybe, a, actually, yeah, just camels. There's no jeeps or vehicles that you can see beyond here. Um, and a couple of uh, like local guides or technicians to the plane to check out. And I guess, yeah. actually, there would be another. Did she take a plane? She took a boat. So she, she, her plane is not here. She didn't take a plane. She took um, you might have beaten her. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, Jean-Pierre is going to just kind of take one of the, the ground staff, I guess, aside. Uh, it's, it's slip him... Um, uh, I don't know how we're doing in terms of currency. Slip him some currency of choice. Uh, and just kind of, we had a bit of a... Uh, uh, insect problem on the way here it may need uh, some extra attention as far as cleaning goes clogged with locust parts yeah mentions that uh, there are um, camels available if you needed to travel. So, uh, out of character, because I cannot remember in character or out of character, uh, did, did we know the exact location that she was going to, or just the name of it? Through... It's a well-known archaeological okay. site. It's a, like a monument. Near, nearby where this airfield is. Um, right. We've had, presumably, since the late 19th, or, yeah, late 19th century into the 30s, there have been occasional visits by explorers. So, um, yeah, it wouldn't be unusual for, for you to, to find the way there or to get directions or assistance in reaching the place. In fact, I'd say it's probably on the horizon somewhere. It's a little hard to tell from the dunes from this distance, but yeah. So off to the east. Alright, so yeah, Shay'll look over uh, 
the camels for a second and then look over at the uh, uh, the pyramid in the distance and say uh, oh well I'm good walking nonsense I've had some less than pleasant experiences with camels but I'm not too fond of the idea of walking uh, Shay tries to gently pat the camel <laughs> on the back of the head and says, "All right, uh, I." Uh... Look, you just don't show them fear, and you <laughs> don't know. He's like, I, "I'm not afraid yes. of them." I'm... Yes, I'm just pretend it's an English soldier and get on the back of it already. Shay's not going to. Oh, sorry. Yeah, she's also not going to read. Like, just kind of look quizzically at that (laughs) and uh, say, uh, all right, well, let's get moving. Okay. So, uh, I think you guys will need to make a roll to represent the trip. It's going to take about three hours, maybe, to to reach uh, the Maiden Pyramid proper. Um, you can cut down at that time with more successes. I'll say difficulty is one, but there'll be two different complications. One will be uh, honorary camels, and the other one will be uh, unbearable heat. Mm. And they'll both be one point. <laughs> Johnny right. survived desert conditions. He's not, still not a fan of them. Hey, look, at least this time you're not singing the whole way. That is true. Throat did get awfully dry that last time. Two things I know about the French Foreign Legion. A lot of desert marching and a lot of singing. Hmm. Did try to join them once. Didn't make it. You are fortunate, then. Oh, no, that was out of character. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) Sorry, I thought this was in-character banter. Oh, heavens no. Emma had her time in... You know, Emma fought in the Great War. She's done. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah, she she just says, well... uh, I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't wish uh, a desert like this on anyone. And he's like, he's adjusting his hat while he's out there, and uh, probably adjusting his shirt as well. I mean, it's not the ideal conditions, having like fled England to North Africa on a plane, and then promptly like having to fight locusts and make a swift landing, but I don't know. It's an adventure, isn't it? And Emma's going to basically like get up on a camel. And she hasn't ever done this before, but she is just so uh-huh. utterly happy to be doing this. Sure. It's what you do when you're an adventurer at some point in your life. You get on a camel somewhere in the African <laughs> desert. And get yeah. Yep. Exactly. Okay. 
So yeah, All right. go ahead and uh, work up whatever pools you think are appropriate. You can let us know what they are if you think they're particularly interesting. But uh, just let me know what you get. All right. I'm just going to use uh, survival and stamina to kind of just... Again, this is more of a brute force. <laughs> not for dear life. Yeah. Maybe not for dear life, but definitely not, tr- not trying to steer the camel. Not trying to... He'll get there, whether or not it's... Yeah. Uh, it's comfortable. I'm going to use dexterity and athletics. Okay. Um, Unfortunately, I don't think you can pilot a camel. I mean, you can try. Is there a... Uh particular skill that would be overtly like animal kin or something like that. I don't know if they have that in this system. No, they, they f- see. They finally got rid of it after Might be keeping like it around a, for way too long. Yeah, uh, I think it's up to interpretation. Like edge or a gift, but a... something like that. You know, I'm going to say empathy and cunning because a camel is a bloody minded animal mm-hmm. and Jean-Pierre has to kind of he, 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 it, it's a battle of wills. I mean, him and the camel. I could use dexterity and culture because um, because of the circles Emma's traveled in. She's definitely done something. She, she, she's definitely like no stranger to being in the saddle. But um, I think I'm just going to use uh, the original role of athletics and dexterity. Just you know, she's she's staying on. Okay. I'm not going to use like the hunt uh, ball bullshit yet. Uh, I'm going to save that for another thing. You only need to concern yourself if you get fewer than three successes. If you get one success, you succeed. You will have to deal with the complication of the heat and the camel at some point. Right. Okay. Uh, so yeah, I got I got two successes. So I'll just I'll take whatever complication from the camel. Uh, it makes the most sense. Uh, okay. Yeah, I was going to say I uh, I can spend an inspiration for shoot i'm sorry it's been a couple weeks facets are adding additional dice or adding enhancement 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 okay so i'll spend an inspiration and uh it's not mechanically optimal but i'm going to use the destruct a destructive facet to give myself one enhancement okay uh, which brings you up to two successes because yeah sheer bloody mindedness and which, uh, which of the two complications are you Camels. Talking? Camels, okay. So, okay. I, I think we've established Jean-Pierre does not do well with camels. I would like to use a point of inspiration to give myself the intuitive facet. Okay. Um, How many successes total is that, then? Um, I have two dots in it. Is that two successes plus the two I have? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then four. Beat it by one. So you can do that. You can use that to give yourself enhancement or add a complication or get rid of a complication. Um, I'm going to say that Emma's focusing mainly on the camels and she's great at that, but um, she's currently wearing a leather flight jacket in the middle of the desert, so I'm going to take the heat. Well, no, you, no, you, overcome you can overcome it. You're one over. Oh. You, got you can over. create you can a complication. That for someone, for someone the, the bad folks. Oh! Give yourself some sort of edge or enhancement for somebody else. Um, huh. You In weren't that prepared case, for success. Yeah, no, I wasn't. Um, 
you know, I, as per usual, my die rolls are swingy as hell usually, so uh, I just said usually twice. In any case, yeah, I, I don't prepare for success. I prepare for basically this is either going to be really good or really bad. Um, so, okay, who needs it more? Yeah, what, how, how do we imagine the, the camel thing will happen? Is it an injury of some kind, or is it going to be something else? Like, are they going to, like, not be there when you get out of the pyramid? Uh, at, least, at least for Shay, I was thinking more on the injury side. Like, he's just, okay. you know, sure. he's then, he's kind of case, flopping back and I'm forth. Yes, Shay can take it easier than jump here if it's a physical thing. Yes. Okay. okay. If it's a physical thing, then Emma's going to do the ride by and sweep. Oh. See, I was going to say, like, I was thinking, like, when when we get to wherever we're going, like, the camel just does not like Jean-Pierre, and it's just, like, winding up to spit. <laughs> and Emma just goes, you might want to duck, or something like that. I don't know. Sure. No, Emma stares it down. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> out staring okay. a camel. Yeah, close up her eyes and then the camel's eyes, and then back to you, and then it looks away. It's just this sort of like half Kubrick stare. Yeah. Just that sort of matronly glance <laughs> yeah. at it. And then as you're riding past, we see Shay grumbling, uh, possibly with a stub of a cigar in his mouth, like <laughs> trying to do the horsey gallop thing on the camel and not responding. And then suddenly it like somehow like whips him off its back and like he uh, he lands hard on his back and it uh, it trots around for a little bit but you manage to catch up with it again and finally get it to, to calm down and get back on it. But you do take a I'd say a bruised level I guess of um, stepped on or something uh, that that is we can't do that this is going on the internet uh we're gonna have to change oh, that to not uh kind of stepped on the internet yeah i mean yeah Dude, i've man. been on the internet it's just a uh, anyways uh yeah no uh, stomped by camels i think would okay <laughs> yeah that's pretty descriptive yeah sample yeah. maybe Getting stomped out by a camel sounds like just the, you know, one of the highlights of a Moroccan diss track. Yes. <laughs> so, um, after three hours or so of travel and some misadventure, you arrive in the shadow of the Maidum pseudo-pyramid. Uh, currently, there's no other people visiting here, so it's just you and this big edifice rising up out of the sand. You can see there's like a a lower kind of gravelly dirt level of sand and then uh, something of a hillside or cliff almost of harder stuff packed up underneath it and then this uh, red clay structure rising up that basically looks like an unfinished pyramid which is what it is it's uh, tiered up at the top like a cake almost and then uh, where there would have been completed uh, sections that provided the pinnacle, uh, there's just kind of raw brickwork there. But there are uh, a number of entrances, and you've done enough research already to know a number of ways in, I would imagine. Like, there's like, in the picture I'm looking at, there's like a basically just a window or hole in the side, but I think there's also doorways and stuff. 
And then uh, this diagram here can show you something about the real one and how it's laid out. We don't necessarily have to obey that, though, this being a pulp adventure, like... Um, technical archaeological details uh, could be missing here of things that we don't we don't know about yet. Right, as long as as long as they're interesting and not ter uh, terribly boring, yeah. I imagine. Uh, yeah. yeah. But yeah, I, I I do like the idea. Like, I can't tell if it's just the perspective of this, but it looks like the entrance is underground. I think that's just saying that it's up against the hill. It is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. You have to kind of go down to go up. Yeah. And in the story, I'm ripping this off from. Um, it's his version of it's pretty interesting, so I'll probably be ripping off a little bit of Sex Rumors version. So, in other words, expect there to be more than just an empty. You know, <laughs> yeah, there's there, there's not a yeah. No, I got gotcha. you. Uh, so I think in that case, uh, Shay's gonna try to as carefully as he can uh, get to the top of the pyramid uh, using his super jumpy powers. Okay. So uh, what does that look like? So because he's trying to be careful, he's actually taking like smaller jumps onto each of these, like in onto like certain ledge points and just trying not to like, like trying to be as graceful as he can, given the fact that he's, he's a big boy, but he's not, you know, He's not completely without grace, and so he kind of, you know, light feet, not really, like, uh, so it, it looks very, I don't know, I, I, I don't want to say Spider-Man-esque, because I think that's too graceful, but it looks like Superman is trying to be uh, Spider-Man. Uh, you know, that sort of, like, right. being very, kind of, like, grippy onto things, but not, like, yeah, plowing like a, into them. A superhuman jump up to one level, and then another superhuman jump from that point to another point, and then occasional little bits of brick and dust flying off as you go up. And then finally, you're at the top, looking down. Um, there's no hole in the ceiling as far as I can tell. Wait, hold on a second. Let's, let's not assume that. You, I'll say, if you want, you can make a dramatic editing if you want to say there is some opening at the top. Uh, no, I was actually mainly just going up there to, to try to get a, a good, like, view of the whole mm -hmm. situation and to see if anyone else is coming, uh, sort of thing. Oh, okay, yeah, that's a good call. Give me a, a check to, uh, try to scan the horizon for signs of other people approaching. That's, which one is that? That's... Well, like, integrity and cunning can be used for perception, but you can use other combinations like survival or, um... Empathy, even maybe, might work. Uh, I think I'll use an integrity and cunning. Uh, I'm actually not too bad at that. Uh, but yeah, Shay's just up there and like, uh, actually, yeah, he'll he'll say, "Doesn't look like there's a way uh, way down here from here." And then he'll think, but he'll look down and like, well, he's not without making uh, making some. Uh, Architectural changes. Oh, wow. oh, that's a dramatic roll. Three successes. Dang. Three so, successes and three ones <laughs> for those who can't see it at all. All right. So I'll say you do see that there appears to be way off in the distance. Uh, it looks like a car headed this way with a cloud of dust coming up from around it. Um, 
and you can get two more details depending on however you want to state questions or you can invent something if you want about what you see about this car uh i guess question number one uh how many people are in like are there any obvious uh like is it just two people it does it look like it's just a driver and a yeah it's a driver and a passenger Passenger All right. sitting in the back seat and the driver's in the front. Uh, so yeah, Shay'll uh, you know take a look and then say, "Oh, we've got company already. Uh, they've they've made their way. That that boat. Guess they didn't have too many stops." And uh, you have one more success you can use. Hmm. Maybe a good hiding spot, either on the outside or just on the inside of it, like of the pyramid, to kind of get okay. get an idea of like get the jump on them. Or so you could see an entrance on the on the lower portion near the ground level that slants downwards into the uh, the pyramid proper. Looks pretty dark. Granted, that's also probably the way they're going to come in, but if you're going to right. try to hide in this area, that's really your only safe bet. Uh, so yeah, Shale shot that down. Uh, we best get inside as fast as we can, otherwise... Well, they're, gonna... they're still they've still a ways off, like 15, 20 minutes before they all show up. Okay, so uh, I'll rephrase that. Uh only good place to hide is on the inside. Uh, everything else is pretty much all uh, dirt, sand, and uh, maybe little hills there and there. Yeah. So what do you do? Uh, Shay's going to jump down, but... What about uh, Jean-Pierre and Emma? Huh? Jean-Pierre's going to kind of roof through the ground. I do wish I had brought a rope. Uh, uh, or Shales, what, what do you need a rope for? Getting back up? I don't know. You never know when you'll need a rope. Uh, sorry, I've got Samwise Gamgee on the brain again. Uh, out of character. Um, yeah. yeah. yeah Jean-Pierre's going to, to follow not nearly as gracefully. Sure. Yeah, we can't assume that you guys have provisions and exploration equipment. Like, even if you haven't detailed all of that out already, I think we can assume you have, like, a lantern, a flashlight, uh, matches, possibly some notepads and pencils and things like that. All right. But since we've established you don't have rope, then you don't have rope. However, we can dramatic edit some rope on the inside if you... Mm -hmm. If we if we suddenly do need rope, we can... E so, well, okay. Right, if, right. If you're going into the pyramid through that uh, like ground level dip entrance there, then uh, we do need to know who's going in 
first and how you're doing it, and if you're bringing any light sources to bear as you go in. Mm, do we have any uh... any resources huh. or anything? Hmm. I mean, it would make sense for us to to have. Uh... Okay, I always forget. Oh yeah, uh, flashlight. Yeah, a basic source of light. Plus, there's again, there's probably torches there, so we we know we have a lighter, mm -hmm. so we can we can make light. We'll figure it out. Uh, but who's going in first? Uh, she is probably going in first. Uh, okay. Unless unless yeah. someone violently says no, I need to go in first. Uh, she'll so go in first. A very narrow entranceway. And Jean Pierre does have a small, but nasty looking pistol he doesn't look particularly happy about carrying it but he's brought it, it with him this time in his hand or is it just in a oh yes like he he has a pistol out all right okay so, so dealing, uh, with a, dealing with a camel has him on edge sure <laughs> so shay you duck into this very tight claustrophobic entrance and duck your head down as you see the sandstone chamber of the entranceway, and then a fairly steep slope downwards. There probably, at some point, were something like steps here, but they've been worn away, and there's just kind of a, a shelf of uh, rocky, sandy stone leading down. And uh, ceiling is definitely going to, like, you're going to have to keep, like, duck down about a foot lower than you are normally standing. To uh, to navigate this space, and uh, it's very dark. Um, you do see what look appear, appear to be some small animal, like desert rat bones, kind of scattered around on the floor here and there, just little ones. All right. Yeah, and Shay looks at the bones and says, well, it "Looks like yeah, looks like we're." We're the first ones here for a little while, at least. And then, the, like... Uh, previous inhabitants don't seem to be much in the way of conversation. I'm sure this is as warm a welcome as they can manage at the moment. Okay, well, uh, keep pushing forward. Uh, okay, is it obvious what what? Uh, I guess what killed the? Oh, uh, you can stop and examine the bones if you want. At least in passing, I don't want to bog down the, the thing. But I'm curious. Okay, yeah, so give us a roll. Say it's difficulty uh, two. Okay, let's say um. I guess. Culture and intellect? Culture and intellect. So you get to set aside one die for the core clue that you'll get, and then the rest you roll to see if you get any more successes. So I roll one die less. So, like, if less. you have five dice with that pool, you can roll four, you'll get a core clue, and then the other successes can be. Well, I, I don't. I don't have other successes. Okay, so you get the core oh, well. clue, which is, it looks like they were 
eaten by some sort of like aviator blah some sort of bird of prey some vast predatory bird a hawk or an owl or something maybe hmm Desert owls, is that a thing? Yes, it? yes it is. Yeah. Right. Neither the player nor the character are that familiar with, with large birds of prey of the desert. Pharaoh yeah. eagle crow, or owl. Yeah, the pharaoh eagle owl is a species of owl that is native to Algeria, Chad, Egypt, etc. Hmm. Hopefully they're not hungry today. Tonight, whichever. Okay, so as you're pressing ahead, um, I assume that in order of speaking, then it implies to me that Shay's first jump here, second, and Emma's last? Uh, yeah. Okay. Though, um, if you want, I can be second, if only because I still have a letter. Up to you. I, I was going to say, Jean-Pierre is... Uh, not in his element. So regardless of where he is in the, in the like, I, I'm good with having him either in second or last, but whichever place he is in, he's giving the impression of being in last. Yeah, just not the front. <laughs> yeah. Alright. Um, Then I'll put Emma before him. Uh, she'll go second. Okay. So she has a light on him. Alright. So, you guys descend, and uh, as you're going down, you can feel it. Somehow the, the, the corridor seems to be getting narrower as you're ascending and you're having to bend more and more until you're eventually starting to get on your hands and knees to crawl. And uh, kind of feel almost that oppressive weight of all the sand and stone over your heads as you're crawling along down there. And uh, the gaps ahead rather than looking like a stairwell or even a ramp, look more like just a flat tunnel that is eked out between the stones. And uh, you will have to make some sort of check to squeeze in there and uh, get through safely. I can go first. I have the, I, I have the light source, and then we'll like, have that in front. I think it's safe to say all of you could potentially have a light source, but yeah, you're the only one to have declared to have it in there. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, so that works. Um, sorry, I should yeah. say I have a light source, not the light source, but I apologize for that. Um, uh, also, yeah, Shay should not be the first one to go down a narrow passageway for uh, good reasons. If he gets stuck, <laughs> it's kind of yeah problem, man. Yeah. No, we He's are not the one gonna, most like, likely to get stuck. Uh, we we should not have the brick go first. Um, I'm gonna probably take a complicate. I'm probably gonna take some heat from a bug bite, but I'm going to say um, dexterity because wiggling through a closed space and I don't know larceny. Um, okay, sure. In terms yeah. of like skills that would be used in a second story job, skills yeah. that would be used in that sort of thing. It's right. tomb raiding. It is. So that's so, total is seven. And so difficulty is normally one with the, the plus one. Does bruised give a complication bonus or difficulty increase? Is it plus um two? plus one. So plus one. So it's difficulty yeah. two. And then two complications, claustrophobic is one and dark is darkness is one. 
All right. Um, does the light source mitigate that? The darkness, or yeah, no? I'd say so. Okay. Neat. That's such shit. So, uh, for those at home, that's a three, one, two, two, six, one, ten, and seven for a total of one success. It's a lot more than none. It is. So you still okay. have uh, momentum, and um, in fact, I should have given somebody. Well, no, you guys have four right now. And yeah, we, we haven't used any inspiration if you want. So uh, I was also going to say, yeah, I mean, I would, I would not be wor too worried about using too much of that or, uh, or using inspiration if you really want to. So here's what I'll tell you: the, the consequence of not succeeding at this initial step here is not that you will never get into the pyramid or anything. You can try again. It's just that it takes more time. Um, and then as far as the claustrophobic complication, I'll say that would give you a condition of claustrophobic uh, for one point. Um, I'll take the condition of claustrophobic, but I'm going to... Um, is it all right if I spend some momentum so that we start using it before the end of the session? Hell yeah, go for it. All right. Um, I'm going to use two. Mm -hmm. So that's another two dice. It's there to be used. Yay, one success. <laughs> so that's a total of two. So that's enough. So you make right. progress, but you are feeling claustrophobic now. So uh, you can put a tag somewhere on the table or on your character sheet just to note that you have that condition. That, that'll go away either during this scene or by the time the scene. I'm just adding it. There's a blank space on the injury condition, so I'm just going to put claustrophobic in there for okay. a moment. All right, so you're not feeling good about this whole experience, but you are making forward progress despite it. And as you press on, you do see your flashlight starting to show on what appears to be a larger chamber. And you think at first maybe this is a burial chamber of some sort. It's uh, it's not as big as the entrance chamber, but it's still large enough that you can finally stand up again and get some breathing room. Uh, you do see like cobwebs and and you know, patterns in the dust indicating that an assortment of creatures have passed through here over the uh, last few weeks, probably. Um, and unfortunately, though, there's, looks like a very rickety wooden ladder is the only way up or out of this room, aside from the, the way you came in. And that leads up through like a central shaft that seems to kind of pierce the, the center of the core of the pyramid, so to speak, going upward. And it's pretty rickety. It's, you know, tied together by rope. Um, presumably it's functional. Um, you might see like a couple of random like signs of other people having been through here, like matches, burnt matches lying on the ground or, you know, parts of uh, ash and embers from torches and stuff like that. This place isn't exactly undisturbed. Well, it's a known location. Like, it's been discovered already right. years and years ago. It's just it's not visited super frequently. Right. So if there are any curses or such, <laughs> they've likely fallen on other people's heads already. 
Sure. So that's something to feel good about. That's a, that's one way to look at it. Yeah. So does uh, does Emma want to continue in the front, or does Shay want to take over for the climb up? Um, Emma's having trouble breathing, uh, but she's gonna like try to tough it out and continue. Okay. So yeah, she can press on. So uh, climbing up pretty easy you have a ladder there but i'll we'll say there's going to be so you still have darkest darkness which the the flashlight can mitigate uh you already have claustrophobic i'm going to add another complication now of rickety ladder oh uh is there i mean i guess is there any way to uh for shay or to Shea, for Shay to try to uh, like hold the ladder, keep it together in some way from the bottom. Yeah, yeah. I think you can make a roll, and if you succeed, you'll be able to mitigate that rickety ladder complication. And right, so yeah, that's what uh, Shay's going to do. He's going to use might and uh, what's a good? Actually, yeah, he'll use his science here. He knows how to make a good sturdy ladder and how to work right. on a construction site kind of thing. So, uh, Emma, you will get an increased complication, or not increased complication, increased difficulty from the claustrophobia since you are climbing upwards into a dark, narrow space. Um, so that'll be difficulty two. Um, and then as long as Shay gets one success, he can, yeah. Which yeah. he did, it looks like. So I'll say the rickety ladder is taken care of as long as he's holding on to it. And Darkest Darkness is also covered. So it's just a straight difficulty to uh, check for Emma to ascend ladder. All right, Might and Athletics. Okay. Don't forget about any edges or gifts you might have that help with climbing stuff. Uh, would on the head of a pin apply? Mm-hmm. Oh, then um, I think that's just mitigated. Let me check. If it gets rid of um, or lowers the difficulty, I forget how to work. Yeah, uh, I think we're just up to two points in complications from uneven footing or treacherous terrain. Yeah, so you didn't need to. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> I should have actually ignored the claustrophobia last time. Well, that's different. That's more of a okay. psychological thing, I would argue. Yeah, no, rickety right. ladder was definitely the. Ladder, the... you wouldn't need to worry about. That's okay. Okay. Yeah. She's just being a gentleman. So uh, <laughs> go ahead and make the, the check. Oh, I did. Um, oh, did already. Okay. Yeah, one success. Ooh, all right. Now your claustrophobia kicks in here, and I'm going to say it causes you to hesitate. So you're like climbing up, you're climbing up, and then you realize this is too close. There's not enough space for me. Uh, the walls are closing in. Yeah, yeah. She's having flashbacks to the ductwork in the Air Fortress. Yeah, yeah, it's not yeah. good. Uh, yeah. So you do hesitate for a bit. While you're hesitating, um, I'm going to say, Jean-Pierre, you can hear what sounds like voices coming from back the way you came. They're not uh, distinct a... enough to identify necessarily, but there is definitely people talking out there. Mes amis, we are not alone. Uh, we seem to have... Uh... Busy at the moment. Yeah, we know we know who it is. Just need to focus on. So we will all be busy when they catch up. Yes, well, patience is a virtue. And uh, 
through gritted teeth. Um, oh yeah. And she yeah, she looks over. <laughs> she looks over at John Pierre and kind of like pantomimes the gun thing. Like you have gun to aim it that way. Like <laughs> use gun on enemy. Yeah, like <laughs> she's like, come on, like. <laughs> The one command I wish I had through right. all of Fate of Atlantis. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, just shoot him. Um, all right, so, yeah, you can, uh, let's see, how do we want to do this? All right, so Emma needs to make another check, essentially, to continue. Uh, the, the other two of you can choose right. whether or not you want to stay where you're at, but... Um... Uh, Jean-Pierre will take up the rear, but he he's reluctantly going to do as Shay suggested, and just prepare a warning shot for if anybody shows themselves. <laughs> Okay, so yeah, All right. the pistol drawn and pointed back towards one of those little uh, cramped entrance ways, and then Emma, you can make your check again. Sure. Uh, this time I'm going to be rolling um, empathy and resolve to try and get past the claustrophobia. Okay, cool. Oh yeah. So, you push through Fucking drama dice. Figure out what you need to tell yourself to, to get going and uh, break through the, the feeling of panic and start ascending again. And mm -hmm. you do start to, to see up ahead, there's a landing of some sort somewhere like halfway up through this shaft. Uh, the, the shaft ends, kind of dead ends, 10 or 20 feet overhead. There's no chamber up there at the very tippy top. But halfway up, you do see an entrance the shelf of stone, and there's a much larger chamber than any of the ones you've seen so far. Seems to be at least 15 feet high, uh, like eight feet wide, and is decorated with some very spooky-looking statuary of uh, gods of the Egyptian underworld, maybe Anubis. And uh, there is a sarcophagus in the room. But more disturbingly, there appears to be a more recent uh, addendum of a cage. And in the cage is these, the remains of a very skeletal-looking uh, dead body. So at this point... Um, I think Shay had to step aside for a second, but uh, Jean-Pierre, uh, Emma has continued up. Uh, it sounds like she's making progress. I think we'd safely assume Shay could either follow her or you could go next, whichever way you want to do it. Uh, I guess up, up to Shay. Uh, Jean-Pierre is going to like hold out the gun as with with an you know mm -hmm. air of you want to take the rear. All right. So yeah, now in that case, uh, Shay would shake his head and uh, keep holding the ladder. So like, you go first and cover me. Cover me while I go up. Wait, hold on. So like cover from the top. Cover from the top. Yeah. Oh, I see. Okay, gotcha. All right. Yeah. All right. So you don't have to roll, um, jump here. You you ascend after Emma. Okay. Wait. No, I mean Emma. Roll. You got to roll. Sorry. Change my mind. Ah well. <laughs> so the rickety uh, ladder is covered claustrophobic and dark as darkness is theoretically still in play athletics and dexterity I guess okay that, that works yeah 
Uh, one success. Yay. All right. So you needed... Three, needed I believe. Three, yeah. So you could succeed, but be affected by claustrophobia and the darkness as well? I think I will spend an inspiration to use my intuitive facet. Okay. So that gives you all three? Yes. Okay. So you trust your instincts as you're ascending and uh, move on up with your eyes kind of partially closed. As you Nothing ate Emma along the way up. <laughs> Didn't trigger any traps, so it's probably safe. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Emma is already on the landing of this other bigger chamber. Like I said, it's about 15 feet tall, um, eight feet across, and has a number of large statues from the Egyptian mythology of Anubis, the jackal-headed deity of the underworld. There is a sarcophagus in the room, like a traditional jet, uh, Egyptian sarcophagus, but there's also a more modern uh, fixture in the chamber, which is a metal cage, which is holding the dead body of some sort of skeletal figure. Right. Uh, I did want to ask, does anything here trigger, uh, I guess, either my danger sense or that's bad luck? Um, let me think. The sarcophagus is giving off a radiance of flux, for sure. Some sort of supernatural presence there. And um, the danger sense, I believe you have to roll for. Well, yeah, danger sense is basically, I get a roll um, to detect uh, immediate, directly harmful threats. Yeah. Which I guess would apply to traps. Yep. Uh, but I, I don't know when to roll. Well, now's the time to roll. Okay. Uh, survival plus cunning. Uh, not my greatest role in the world, but whatever. I got more than a die. Zero successes. Okay. And that's a botch also, because you got a one. Oh, that is a botch. That's my first botch of the campaign, I believe. All right. So you guys get two points of momentum for a botch. Yeah, um, sorry, folks. So you sense there's something wrong here, and as you're moving, you try to avoid whatever is wrong here, you end up accidentally triggering something. So, um, yeah, so you step off the ladder, you're looking around warily, um, and uh, looking at, I mean, relying almost entirely, I assume, on Emma's flashlight to see, uh, and um, yeah. you bump a... Uh, a rock, and it causes a little chain reaction of rocks to tumble down, and uh, you see that a section of the wall falls away, and suddenly there are rats, dozens and dozens of rats coming out with their little red eyes gleaming in the flashlight, and uh, they're swarming all over the place. So, uh, you are attacked by rats, basically, at this point. You... Wow. Uh, I'm making an attack against Jean-Pierre. And, uh, let's see what they get. So, we'll treat rats. It's a relatively minor opponent. 
So we got worn dice, we'll say, but they'll get two enhancement if they hit. Yeah. Okay. Well, so we got five successes. All right. Now you can roll, uh, I'll say, defense here. Uh, so that's one of your resilience attributes that would be like resolve or stamina or right. composure. Uh, I guess composure to avoid running right back down the ladder. Uh, yeah, so I just roll that by itself. Yeah, just, just the okay. that is a botch. Luckily, I don't think you can botch defense rolls, but no, I don't think you can. Okay, but unfortunately, so that's three plus two is five. All right, do you have any armor of any kind? Jean Pierre, I believe, is unarmored. All right, so doesn't he like he doesn't have a gift or an edge that gives him soft armor? Uh... Let's Probably see. not. Uh, I mean, he does have. Yeah. Uh, the problem is, so he has a fight choreographer. But that the problem doesn't is, come into play here. Yeah, you can only that he can only do that when there is an opponent to redirect the attack to. Yeah, this is just a swarm. So, all right. All right. So you take a half uh, level of damage of rat bites. Wait. I, I might have something here. I gotta ask. Uh, You're down below, though. You're on the floor at the base of the ladder. Okay. Uh, I guess w short range. That's the, no. uh, the question here. No. Okay. I'm not in short range. No. Appreciate Just the effort. I, I have sudden defense, which lets me jump to anyone within short range and take, uh, take a, a hit for them. No, I think just because it's harder to to reach it because of the mechanics and distance involved, you're just not able to get to him in time. No problem. Just want to at least. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right. So, so I take, take one, one level? level of damage. If you haven't taken any yet, that's your bruise level. If you have, then it goes down to the next one. Okay. Yep. I had not taken any damage previously. Okay, so, so rat that's bites. rat bites, and then also they got four beyond that. So I'm gonna say you are gonna take the condition covered in rats. Jean Pierre is not having a particularly good day. No. Um. So I'm gonna let's see. Covered in rats. It's a condition. It's not injury. It's separate from that. But basically, unless you overcome it, it's going to continue to affect you each round. So it prevents you basically from being able to do a hell of a lot. Okay. So we hear Jean-Pierre screaming as Emma turns the lights on the rats that are now swarming around his feet, and they drag him. He perhaps tumbles a little bit onto the ground, and they start swarming all over him. <laughs> So, uh, what do the rest of you guys do? Um, uh, he's going to swear in Gaelic and try to make his way as fast as he can up that ladder. Okay. So, uh, I'm just going to use Might plus Athletics. 
you can also fly up there, can't you? Uh, yeah, I, I still have to roll. Okay. Well, I guess it depends on. Yeah, it, if I'm getting a physical benefit, it's technically a. I think it's my type in athletics. It's uh, let me double check this quickly. Uh, athletics. No, I don't have my own light source. Okay, so yeah, all right. So you make a roll. Difficulty would be one, but you do have the complications of claustrophobic and darkness, darkness as well. All right. Don't have to worry about the ladder. Roll that. That is how many dice do I got here? Six. Uh, the comedy answer there. Uh, What'd you get? I got no successes, but not a botch somehow. Yep. Now, you you can you can turn a non-botch into a botch with a with momentum, can't you? I don't know about that. Anyways, um, yeah. Do you want to spend momentum? Like, are you worried about rolling a one on it and getting a botch? I, yeah, like I don't, I don't think there's anything that says that can't happen. So I would assume yes. If you roll a one, theoretically, you could get a botch. Huh. Mm, risky. Yeah, I'll take the risk. Uh, I'll roll two. Uh, uh, two momentum. I I may, mostly just need one success so that I can uh, do goofy stuff off of that. So, you know, like okay. spend off of that success for enhancement and all that. So I will delete two of these. And then roll two dice. Okay. So you are claustrophobic for one point. That's a condition. Alright. Also have a condition of lost somehow. I mean it's not really it's not so much lost as you just don't have a precise sense of where people are at the moment. Alright. So you start leaping up past the ladder. You pass by the level that they're on and hit like a part of the ladder above them. It continues a bit past where they're at, but it's just a dead end up there in the shaft. Alright. So yeah, Shade hits it and kind of uh, like is holding on to probably with the wall rather than the ladder because the ladder yeah. is probably gonna, is probably somehow more fragile than just like grabbing a grip of a wall. Uh, and it's just uh, he's kind of looking around trying to reorient reorientate himself. Okay. Uh, so then, Emma, what do you want to do? Um, I want to try to get the. Uh, rats off Jean Pierre. Yeah, much Nothing appreciated. Else. Um, so you no longer have claustrophobic, you have a flight source, so you're not lost in the darkness. So you just need to hit the rats or use a skill in some way that affects the rats. Um, that's a good question. 
What do I do to the rats? Um, I'm going to try to scare them. Okay. Just run at them screaming, see if they're like the kind of... <laughs> okay, sure. We do have fire, technically. Doesn't technically, matter. flashlight. Um, oh, she... Yeah, she, yeah I, I said lighter, but so somehow it got transmuted into flashlight, so I just went with flashlight. Um, I'm not gonna... Okay. Um, so that's gonna be uh, cunning and empathy, I guess. for Or no, um, presence and empathy, which isn't a great role, but... Uh, Command? Do you have that? I do not have command. Oh. Um, so it's only going to be three dice, but it's going to be something. So it's at least better than nothing. Two successes is better than nothing. Holy shit. Okay. Uh, so... I'll say you can reduce the covered in rats to a one, or you sure. can hit the rat swarm to cause damage to it in some way, like reduce the um, number of rats. I'm going to say I'll reduce the rats to one because they're scared. Okay. So yeah, they scatter, they kind of reform in the corners of the chamber, and uh, Jean-Pierre feels a relief of just a couple of rats on him now instead of many more. Um, all right, so new turn, and the rats go first, so they're going to continue trying to bite people. I'll say uh, the covered in rats means that he automatically gets attacked by a rat um, with a smaller die pool, perhaps. So two dice. So no successes, it botches. All right, so... I'll say what happens is it starts trying to gnaw on your sleeve, Jean-Pierre, and you're able to just kind of fling it off. You hear it squeak and, like, smack into the wall, and you're no longer covered in rats. And then the others in the main swarm will attack Emma. So this is a four-die attack against your defense. And you got one success. What is your defense? It's probably at least a one. And then you can make a defense roll if you want to try to dodge out of the way. Um, my defense is, I believe, um, does this count as hard or soft? That's armor. Oh, actually, oh. soft armor will give you an increased difficulty to be hurt. Yes, that's a two. Really? Okay, yeah. So yeah. they have to get a three to, to do any damage to you. So yeah, they do not. So you're able to, however that manifests, avoid getting bitten by the rats? I, I mean, it's just basically um, a leather jacket with the uh, symbol of her former air pirate crew on it. So. Yeah, okay. So you got rats. Like a leather flight jacket. Not able yeah. to get through it. So uh, PC1, who wants to go next? Um, I'll go. Okay. Anger against rats. Um, and since I've now like involved myself with the rats, then I'm going to scare the rest of them off. Um, and this time I'm going to do it. She's going to wave her folding blade around since she no longer has to worry about hitting Jean Pierre. 
in the close space to try and just basically scare them off by skewering a whole bunch of them. Okay. So, we'll so they'll be very scared when they're skewered. Yeah. Two and health of three. All so right. Depending on what you roll, you'll you do one or more injury levels, or potentially. Uh, well, I'm throwing a seven, so here's hoping. That's neat. Okay, so you get some of them, you do one point of damage to the group, and you have one success left over. How do you want to use that? Um, can I add a one point complication of shaken to the rats? Yeah, sure. Awesome. Then let's do that. Okay. Also, my best roll of the night is waving around a sword at rats. It's... I mean, sure. I mean, second best, because that two successes on a th on three dice was pretty baller, but... Pretty damn good roll, yeah. Yeah, but, uh... I'm alright with this. You skewer a couple of them on the blade, fling them off, and swing at a couple more. They are scattering around. Not quite sure what to do. And then, uh, PC2. Uh, I guess Jean-Pierre. Um... Shoot. Using either a flare gun or a pistol seems like overkill. But on the other hand, he's kind of... Mm. I mean, yeah. If you don't have a good idea, I can I can go. I was... Uh, okay. Because mine is pretty straightforward. I'm going to try to jump back down into the, the rats and start... Uh, trying to uh, slap them aside. Okay. So you have the complication of claustrophobic and lost in darkness to overcome as well. All right. I'll just use close combat plus uh, dexterity here. Just nearly typed a seven into the, uh, into the chat box for no good reason. That would have been not helpful. Hooray! So, I also have one enhancement for the punchies. That'd be five successes. Okay. So, you overcome the complication cool. and you hit them. So, you get one extra success. Alright. You do uh, damage. So, they, they have one point of health left. So, the vast majority of them have been smushed or scared off at this point. There's only a few left. So I think I'm going to give an enhancement to uh, Jean-Pierre to just like uh, say that they're they're focused on Shay for the moment. Like Shay uh, jumps back down and just starts like uh, probably splatting them up against the wall and making some weird noises there, and they kind of go flying. Uh, the ones that aren't specifically thrown anywhere kind of like hot, uh, like skitter away and it's uh there are rats everywhere and the the few rats that are still kind of like looking aggressive are all looking at shay and and hissing okay so now jump here what do you want to do on your turn uh so that hmm. what was going on like with the um as far as jump here and the covered in rats condition again they were it's that was mostly removed. gone 
they got a bot, okay. so I had the oh. last one get knocked off of you. So they don't are no longer covering you. They were attacking Emma. She stabbed a bunch of them. Right, right, right. And, and then just now, Shay jumped down and took out <laughs> many more. So there's only one health point worth of rats running around. Okay. I, I thought you had said that there was one like still clinging to Jean-Pierre or something. Um, no, no. He, you flung it off. I, I'm going to yeah say that uh, Jean-Pierre is, is kind of wild-eyed, bolting to his feet, uh, and he's going to shoot one of the few remaining rats with a flare gun. Okay. He reach, reaches for the pistol and grabs the wrong thing. Okay. Um, so I guess I would. That would be. Aim? The difficulty is going to be three because you don't have a light source for yourself. Well, there's I don't know. There's a rat in the flashlight. I guess you really wish that one one more person had brought a lantern or something. Because uh, I mean, I am to some extent helping that by firing a flare at a rat. Yeah. But uh, to get it in the first place, it's a little harder. Okay. That is entirely reasonable. Uh, so aim and dexterity, I think, makes sense. Okay. Uh, so let me roll that. Three successes. Mm -hmm. All right. So this is a screech and a flash of flare light in this close space. This reddish white light fills the chamber for a moment, blinding people momentarily. Kind of dies down to just more of a steady. Uh, burning light, where the flare has immolated the rat and caused the rest to flee. Some of them go tumbling over the ledge, down the ladder, scattering away. Alright. <laughs> and let that be a lesson to you. Hey, I hope this doesn't get infected. Yeah, he looks at him like, uh, well, if anyone has any alcohol, something to pour on it. I would very much like to pour some alcohol in me. <sighs> well, he grits his teeth and, like, no, that, uh, never mind. Fuck up. Most of London survived the plague, and knowing most of the people who live in London, at least in my circles, if they can survive the plague, you certainly can. I hope you're right. All right. So as we're <sighs> talking, you can hear steps coming to the bottom of the uh, the ladder in the shaft adjacent to the chamber. Um, and you hear a voice call up to you as you're looking around this room with the sarcophagus and the body in the, the metal cage. It's uh, Alina's voice. And she says, Oh, dear me, I... Sounds like there's something happening up there. Hello? Who's up there? Sean <sighs> Pierre just has a look of pure panic. Uh, oh, now the question is, as a group, either uh, I think at this point they would look at one another and just be like, okay, who's Kind of quickly doing the whole who who should say what if anything. Really tempted to have Jean Pierre just like complete blue screen and just go housekeeping. 
<laughs> go ahead. I mean, <laughs> yeah, no, that's sure. Sure, I'll give you a moment. Punch it for that. Yeah. Okay. That's fun, dude. All right. So that's what he does. All right. Pure, pure moment of terror. So you hear a light laugh come from below as Jersey says, Ah, Mr. O'Clerk, I'd hoped that our next meeting would be under more pleasant circumstances, but it seems that you uh, decided to predict my next move. Always a risky endeavor, even for heroes of the Aeon Society. And as she's talking, you hear her uh, companion, Nat Pendleton, uh, doing something to the ladder. He starts to shake around, and then it starts to fall out as he breaks it. I was hoping to take care of some cleanup. You could see I've been quite busy. Ah, is this, uh... Would this be a friend up here, then, that we found? A friend? Hardly. More like a competitor. A local shaman who thought they could challenge my skills of sorcery. So not only are you evil, you're colonialist. I prefer to think of myself as a progressive Egyptian. I am a native of this country. Your friend Whitby and my father found me here and did not realize what I was. That's well, I think you've made it very clear what you are. Do you know anything about the legend of Sakethith? That's a question. Do Jean I? Jean-Pierre would not. Yeah, you can make a roll. Absolutely. Uh, she um, just muttered, uh, oh, she's going to tell us either way. <laughs> um, let me just check something on my sheet real quick, because I got a thing that might actually work here. All right. Um, oh, hell. Oh, dang. All right. Um, I'm going to roll... Let's see. Uh... Intellect, culture, with a two enhancement. Okay. Sure. Because um, ancient cultures, her intellect, and she's got a rather extensive library. Okay, yeah. Very cool. Mm. All right. I'll say you got a little information. Not the full story. Let's see. She's got like two books where it's like cross referenced in oh, footnotes. Wait, wait, you but... said you said two enhancement? Yeah. Okay, so that's three total. Cause uh yeah, um at one dot each subsequent dot increases the enhancement by one or expands the scope of the library first to a full skill, then to a broad topic that can be tackled by multiple skills. Um the higher your character's library's rating is, the more conspicuous it is. Right now it's a rating of two. And I apologize for getting all mechanical in the middle of, the, of an AP session, but uh, at the same time, she's got an interesting library full of stuff. So, all right. So, let me, I'm going to whisper to you in the Roll20 chat this information so that you don't just parrot what I say. Um, absolutely. 
Oh, Miss Hunter. Oh, oh, my dear. You're messing around with the Book of Thoth. Ah, it's good to know there is someone with some history in their background. Yes, indeed. I'm in possession of that book. And that tome has allowed me to expand my power. Now that I am revenged against the one who called himself my father and his friend. I can turn my eyes towards other conquests. This manat that I acquired with the assistance of your fool of a friend with me now guarantees me protection from something that you will soon encounter. Yes, darling. You, Alistair Crowley, and who else? Ha! Crowley. A pretender at best. And your Pendleton add you law done for. And uh, Alina says, yes, thank you, Nat, darling. Now don't you go out to the car. I will work up a little spell for them. And then we've, we'll part. We've heard worse from those with better diction. <laughs> oh, Ow! Wow. Damn! Right. Do you want to taunt uh, Nat? He's yep. pretty easy to taunt. Yeah, why not? Uh, hell, uh, larceny and manipulation? Sure. Go ahead. Two successes. Niven getting his claws out. out. All right. Uh, let me think. This. I guess I can make it a post roll. He's probably just got like that with. Yeah. Okay. So you can give him a complication or yourself an enhancement of some kind. I'll give him a complication, I suppose. What are we going to call that complication? Uh, shoot, seeing red. Okay, sure. All right. Uh, so he is going to let's see. Bah! Why mess with your powers, madam? When I can solve the problem real quick. And uh, he says, we were planning on using this anyways. And she says, no, wait, Ned, careful. And uh, you hear uh, a lighter being struck and then struck again. And then the hiss of uh, a fuse on a stick of dynamite. Oh, dear. All right. So he and she flee. And... Uh, Let's see. He's going to try throwing the, the thing so it lands on your landing. Uh, let's see how well he throws. He's pretty good at physical stuff, so I'll say he's got eight dice for this. Okay, so this one, I'm pretty sure I can send defense because yeah. Shay's right there. Now, it's going to suck to do that, but... <laughs> he only got one success. So I think what happens is it bounces off the ledge and he clatters back down to the bottom of the shaft, yeah. maybe. Um, but it will end up collapsing the shaft. But you could try and do something before it falls. Too much to hope that it'll land on his head. Oh. No, it's not a botch, unfortunately. Oh, well. I can't. Uh, what would... Uh, do I, do I want to still try to... Actually, yeah, she's going to try to... to uh, 
jump on it and stomp the fuse. Okay. Or otherwise, I guess while it's still in the air, kind of try to grab it and defuse it. Oh, I see. Okay. All right. Or, uh, um... I, I mean, he, he knows that it, it can't hurt him all that much. Like, but if he feels... are nearby, so if it does go off, it'll still hurt them. Right. Okay, just so you know. Um, all right, I'll say this at difficulty five. All right. I'm going to go for it. Uh... Okay. Good luck. So that's to catch it and also put it out. I'll say if you get two successes, you catch it, but it goes off. All right. I was about to ask the very weird question, would it be easier to just throw it back after I got it? <laughs> but yeah, I'm pretty sure it's six of one hats as the other, where it's kind of like... Yeah. Yeah, doing anything with it after catching it is is difficult. So I want to use my plus athletics for the actually no dexterity plus athletics. I think is a better. Yeah. Uh, I scroll some about five here. So now, uh, you can spend more than one inspiration a turn, right? For the purpose of enhancements. Okay. So I can get. Oh, what can I get? I can get three directly. I mean, I could get enhancement two by spending one and doing destructive because I'm just trying to. I'm trying to destroy the thing that is going to destroy other things. Yeah. Uh, but what else do I have? Uh, oh, that's just armed attack. Yeah, three momentum in the pool right now, also. You have anything that can be activated with momentum? Skill trick or anything? Uh, not that would help in this situation. Oh, what else do I have? See that fuse burning down slowly in your mind's eye as you consider your options. Yeah. Uh, with three, can I at least... Uh, you said I could catch it with three, right? Can I kind of, like, cover it? Like, Yeah, you can like put your body around it to try to take the explosion. Yeah, that's. I think that's what I'm going to do. Don't forget about... Uh, uh, oh, well. Yeah, that's right. Dramatic editing... Is also right, uh, but I'd have to spend like three of my four inspiration to get. Right. I mean, two of the four. You have to... a burning stick of dynamite in your Yeah, like, is this not the situation to use that? I don't know. I mean, the thing is, I can. You think you can take it? Yeah, I'm pretty sure I could. Uh, all right. Let's see what the actual damage a stick of dynamite would be. Is it's not so much that he has to make an attack roll, it just goes off. And at that point, we're looking at, like, armor and health levels, I guess? Right, like, I have, I have a total of two soft armor. 
and I have uh, and I can also just spend uh, not I oh, I don't think I can spend an inspiration on this one just to take no damage because yeah this has the the explode uh, I think explosive is a different uh, thing but I, I do have I do have ways of uh Okay. So here's here's how that's gonna work. So Jean Pierre, Emma, you can make an athletics roll. All right. Difficulty one to avoid the explosion. Alright, so athletics and I'm gonna be using athletics and dexterity. Yeah. That works. She's had to avoid explosions before, so you know she's she's used to leaping out of the way. Jean Pierre will follow the example. Ugh, ow. Man, I'm a bruised, so that's a plus one complication, or I or I lose one. Depending die. on whether or not we feel like your specific injury applies here, yours was bitten by rats. Yeah. Um, do you think that would affect your ability to duck out of the way? Yes, not. Okay, then it doesn't change the difficulty. Okay. So as long as you got one success, you're able to avoid taking the brunt of it. Well, that's a slight problem, because what I have is a botch, so... Do you want to spend momentum to try to get a success now? Yeah, if y'all don't mind if I spend... Uh, how many momentum do we have? Three right now. I'll spend one if that's okay. Ah, hopefully it won't be... Shade to answer that question, I think. Yeah, no, go ahead. Okay. Okay. Nope. Mm -hmm. Ah, well. All right. It's been so, a nice character. I'll roll up another one. I'm not, <laughs> not going to kill you here, but you might yeah. get knocked out or something. Um, all right. So, that, as far as the damage, it's kind of abstract because normally it'd be determined by the role of the person making the attack. Um, and then because it's an explosive, you get this chance to avoid hitting, getting hit by it. And then it also is deadly, which means it's easier for me to, to activate a second injury with it. Okay. Um, so, uh, let's see. Oh, well, healing is not doing the damage. Okay. That's different. All right. So it does another health level to... Or, well, let me just roll something. So I'm going to say... Six dice. Okay, so that's two. So that makes it with enhancement one, three. Okay, so it's three successes. You have soft armor of two. Um, yes. Okay, so that's enough still to do one level to you, one health level. And then it does one health level to Jean Pierre as well. Okay. So it looks much worse than it actually is. There's a big explosion. Emma, you died. Probably, yeah. Uh, jump here is a little too slow. He bonks his head and um, ends up, I'll say, momentarily stunned as a result of the botch, but he's healing his wild level, actually. We'll call that one um, uh, explosion burns, maybe. Okay. Shell shock? Yeah, it's shell shock. And same thing for, for Shay again. Alright. So basically, 
the deadly quality makes it harder to heal with first aid, but otherwise you don't take any more damage than that. So it's it's deafening, there's a big explosion, and more importantly, narratively, I think the stones collapse in the shaft and like block off that exit. So for the moment, at least, you're kind of trapped. Uh, did, Emma did enter another chamber, though, in the ones that the rats came through, so theoretically, if you spent some dramatic editing, you could probably find another way out that way. So the what would I have to do to spend dramatic editing? It's just the same uh, as always. For you guys, you're Daredevil, so you just spend one to three points, typically, depending on how extreme you want to make the editing. One point would be like, this might lead to an opening, but you'd have to like use tools or something to get out. Uh, two points would be more like there's a secret chamber that allows you to get out that way. Three would be like, not only is it a secret entrance and a way out, it's like allows you to cut off the, the villains before they can get to their car. <clears throat> I'm going to say that in the new chamber she's in, she finds um, sort of a secret passage that sort of moved it around so that the builders could get out in the event of a cave-in. Okay, sounds good. Awesome. So you help move uh, Jean-Pierre and Shay into that chamber as they're coughing through the smoke and um, the wreckage of that, uh, that chamber. You can see the old statues, the sarcophagus, and the, the metal cage are all buried under stone in there. But you're able to get out and you find a way out that leads maybe through that side window looking ch uh, hole in the picture there. Look out, you could see the motor, the uh, motorcycle, the motor car starting up. This net, so you do have some camels. You do. Emma just looks at the two of them and she tries very hard not to laugh. Uh, Shay grunts a bit <laughs> and heads back over towards the camel. And, uh... Ta-da, we have camels. Yeah. Well, gentlemen, uh, yeah. shall we? 